0: You're listening to If We Were Writing, a yeah. feisty, triathlon-ish podcast. I'm Kelly O'Mara, and together with Sarah True, we head off a weekly group ride where we dish yeah. on all triathlon news and everything else-ish we want to talk about. We're joined regularly by Khadijah Diggs and Jocelyn Wong-Neal, yeah. and Laura Sadal does her SID Talk segment, updating you on everything you need to know from the weekend. Subscribe wherever yeah. you get your podcasts. If We Were Writing is a production of Live Feisty Media. Join us on our group ride. Yeah. All right, everybody. Welcome back. I know, you know, some of you had big, big plans for the last two weeks. Khadija raced all over. And so we want to hear about what you guys were up to. And I want to hear about the Kentucky state triathlon championships, the most important race. Biggest race. <laughs>
1: It was, it was the most important. It was, it was really nice. We went to visit the um, Muhammad Ali Museum. There were some bourbon tours that I, uh, I skipped those, but they were there. And, um, but it was great. It was great competition. It was a great race, well organized. I just, I had a ball. It was really nice. And everything was multiple loops. So you got to see um, your competition. People were cheering all over the place. And I especially liked, it was a closed course. So you didn't feel that anxiety of of you know maybe getting hit uh, by a car. You just had to watch for you know slower competitors. It was it was really nice. I had I had fun and I, and I won, felt like you won papers. Tell us about the papers. yeah I won papers. I got third of my <laughs> age group and I um I was proud of myself because I I my run is just starting to come back and I ran a few people down and got third by 14 seconds. <laughs>
2: so it actually the papers say kentucky state championship yes yeah that's what we were yeah we were talking about the whole state championship series and we had joked in an earlier episode how maybe we'll try to hit up all 50 states Mm -hmm. and get papers from every state but um the new jersey state championship was during this past two weeks and i have a friend that's a new jersey resident that won her age group, but they actually, in that particular race, they had filtered out the New Jersey residents and only they got to count towards the actual state championship. Does this ruin
0: your plan now?
2: So we can't get New Jersey. I think (laughs) it depends on every race director. It's kind
1: of wild. Well, I was born there. Could I bring my birth certificate? (laughs) I'm gonna try.
3: you know what i think we need to do we need to get our listeners we can have like a feisty overtaking of the state championships so like somebody in each state who listens to or is affiliated with the podcast i mean that would be that would be be the workaround because then we could actually have to find somebody in alaska who listens to the podcast who's going to Race to
2: Alaska. So There's gotta be
0: gotta be
3: so. a
2: listener in Alaska.
3: So I also I, think it
0: might have happened. So I was in Alaska, and they were setting up. I was staying on the little lake where they did Iron Man Alaska at one point, and they were ooh. setting up for this little like local. And I think that may have been
1: it. We may have. So we'll have to like retroactively go back. I won't get in the water. That's out. I'll do the duathlon. <laughs> you know, my hashtag for Alaska was never again.
0: Never again. I can't.
1: No. <laughs> well, that was. apparently the hashtag for everybody because it's
0: never happening again so (laughs) which is sad yeah it was a great bike and run course though yeah yeah alaska is super cool um especially in the summer i don't i was mixed about being there in the summer i feel like i kind of should have just gone in the winter like how people go to death valley in the summer because like what's the point otherwise i feel like now i need to go see it in the winter
3: What, what what were the the Perps, like what what were the high points of this trip to the Alaska? High points of the trip yeah. to Alaska. Yeah.
0: We, I mean, mostly it was not having email or internet mm. access <gasps> or text phones.
3: yeah They don't have that about- in Alaska? <laughs> well, they didn't at like all
0: the, like, we went to some places where, no, they definitely did not have it. And then you're like, oh, that's a shame. Nobody can contact me. Oh, well.
2: <laughs> Off the I, I want to hear about the giant whale picture that was oh, like right. is totally Photoshopped.
0: It is. Af- so <laughs> we went to, we, we stayed kind of in the Southeast part. Cause Alaska is so big. You kind of have to choose what section you're going to do. We definitely like basically 90% of people go on cruises there, which we, didn't, I, I don't want to spend that much time about. And then the other 10%, I mean, they're crazy. They had like make these crazy itineraries for themselves. Like every person we met was like, and then I'm going to hike up to Nali, and then I'm going to catch a float plane to like this uh, Sitka. And then I'm going to ride right, the kayak from Sitka to it was, that's, that's like, what people much. do. Right. It's too much. And so we were like the only people who were cut somewhere between. So like nobody knew what to do so we were in juno for a few days and they have this giant sculpture of this whale jumping out of the water and i was like i bet you could take a picture just right you would make it seem like you were standing in front of the whale and yeah
1: i didn't see that i was there for seven I, uh, days and i didn't see that
0: it's over at the entrance like on their little pathway oh. like den downtown yeah okay so
2: it was not a real whale yeah <laughs> So, so you're
3: saying that was the best, <laughs> the best? No, I'm saying okay.
2: was yes. That's what I'm
0: saying. I, no, I'm saying Jocelyn wanted to know if it was a real whale or not. The picture <laughs> traitor. She
2: put it in the newsletter. And I was like, that looks amazing, but it did also looks kind of fake. <laughs> did you see any bears? I did.
0: So we did take a boat out to Glacier Bay, and that, and then we saw bears walking along the shore, flipping over rocks, looking for food, which was cool.
1: Yeah. I saw some like they were walking down the street and people were looking at them like they were squirrels or something. I'm like, yo, you didn't see that? It was just they're like, oh that like those ones aren't gonna bother you. No, no, I'm good. Oh I'm I'm going inside now.
0: Yeah, our Airbnb host was like, Don't take the trash out or our trash bear will get it. And I was like, our trash bear.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds really adorable. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly how they talk about
4: though. (laughs) All
0: right, well as much as I want to know what everyone else did too, I feel like we're going to have to take a little break here for our intro. And then we'll come back to Sarah and Jocelyn because this is our last or not our last episode. This is our episode right now that we're recording, but the next week we'll be live in person in Milwaukee at USAT age group nationals and the PTO us open. So if you want are in Milwaukee, you should come Thursday at 12 15 PM, see our live recording and then, and then we'll be back with our regular crew here the week after that. So.
5: Iron Women is excited to announce a new partnership with Bicycle, the largest global marketplace for pre-owned bikes. With more than 20,000 pre-owned and refurbished road, gravel, mountain, and triathlon bikes available, Bicycle connects buyers and sellers on a global scale and makes the process of buying and selling bikes safe, easy, and convenient for riders. We all know there are plenty of marketplaces and classified sites out there, but what sets Bicycle apart is their guaranteed buyer protection, secure payments, simple shipping, and first-class customer service. Additionally, when you sell a bike, Bicycle provides a bike box directly to your door and coordinates pickup at a time that works best for your schedule. That kind of service has me swayed and I'm cleaning up one of my old race bikes to sell on Bicycle right now. For a limited time, you can save up to $100 on your purchase at Bicycle by entering the code FEISTYTRY, all caps in one word, at checkout. That's code FEISTYTRY at Bicycle.com. B-U-Y-C-Y-C-L-E dot com.
3: Chasing Epic is the essence of the Orca brand. It's about seeking moments in life that make us feel truly alive and connected to the beauty of the world around us. And let's be honest, with a lot of swim, bike, and run, we get to see a lot of beauty. Orga's been a longtime partner of Feisty, and we work with them year after year because we love their products and their commitment to creating amazing wetsuits made for women. I absolutely love my ARCA wetsuit. Apex is number one, but there's a range of triathlon wetsuits. You can choose between flexibility, buoyancy, or a combination of both. Really, there's a wetsuit for every triathlete and for all of your epic adventures. As a feisty listener, you can get 15% off with the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. Get out there and chase some epic, friends.
0: Jocelyn, I know know, we're getting older and aging, and you've been using AminoCo's heel as part of your, like,
2: Post-workout recovery, right? Yeah, it seems like after I became a mom and then turned 40, my recovering abilities really tanked. So as you remember, I then tore my meniscus, had to get surgery in my knee, and now I've had this lingering ligament injury in my foot. So I've been adding a scoop of the chocolate-flavored heel to like either a glass of chocolate milk or a recovery smoothie. And I love that it helps accelerate muscle repair and reduce inflammation so I can keep training and racing hard in my 40s.
0: Yeah. And so you use the Aminoco Heal Chocolate. How do you like it? How does it
2: taste? It tastes pretty good. I mix it up with a bunch of stuff. So it's like, tastes like a chocolate shake.
0: And all Aminoco products are 100% science backed. It's, you know, Feisty's go-to essential amino acids. And you can get 30% off with the code WRITING, as in if we were writing, at aminoco.com slash WRITING. You'll also get a free gift for new purchasers. That's aminoco, A-M-I-N-O-C-O.com slash WRITING. And use the code WRITING at checkout for 30% off and a free gift. All right, guys. Lots of sports going on right now. Lots and lots and lots of sports many sports which have you been watching
3: i haven't been watching but i've been following quite a few sports so soccer world cup very much a big soccer fan mm-hmm. um my parents are actually over there so my oh, really my nice. yeah my uncle's been affiliated with u.s soccer for years and years and basically like my dad's side of the family they go pretty much every time to the world cup and they tour around and they drink wine and they watch soccer. And I don't know what they do, but it seems pretty amazing. Um, So yeah, they're going to, they're going to the game against the Netherlands tonight. Yes.
0: Um,
3: So I've been following that. And also the tour de France femme, some Mm -hmm. pretty epic breakaways. Um, I watched the men's tour de France as well. Um, Parts of it, I guess you know i like the highlights because i can't sit there like 180ks of people on bikes but yeah
1: unless you're doing it
3: (laughs) no i don't want to watch me yeah that would be boring yeah Yeah. so it's basically july's like the best month ever for sports because yeah i so much to watch so much to follow
1: yeah i've been watching track and field Mm -hmm. and when i was in cuba the caribbean championships so they're big on diving over there, um, baseball. Um, I got to see the triathlon team. They got third in the team event. So it was, that, that's mostly what I'm watching, track and field and then the Caribbean championships. Cause yeah. when that's on, there's nothing else on Cuban TV. Literally oh, really? Nothing. Yeah, wow. they, all they do is troll all the sports where there's Cubans competing. The diving, they w- did really well in the diving as well. Yeah. That's yeah I watched a cool. bunch of the
0: track and field nationals. It was pretty good. Uh, it was like hard to watch because it was on like seven different streaming services, and you had to like yeah, figure yeah. it out. Yeah, not great.
2: So many records being broken,
1: so yeah, that was impressive. Yeah, yeah. I was in. Uh... I'm interested to see how the hundred, the women's hundred, is going to mm. come out because there's so many women right on the cusp of a record. Uh, that's going to be an amazing race. Whoever doesn't make a mistake is the one who's going to win because they're all thought... they're all equally as talented. You say at the World Championships, which are sure yeah. in
0: like two weeks or something? Because like, we are like really hitting the heart of championship season now. It's like all World Championships all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because you League,
0: just, right. I was that. like, you guys just named all that. But then it's also like the Swimming World Championships for last week.
2: Oh, yeah. So, you're right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Because Katie Ledecky just tied Michael Phelps for like 15, most I think, wins. World 15. Championships.
4: Yeah. Okay, side
0: point. You know, so she did that in uh, her most recent one was the 1500 meters, which she won by 17 seconds, which is a lot of seconds. (laughs) And then, you know, okay, so that, you know, she swam it in though, 1530 for 1500 meters. I was like, shit, if I could be within seven minutes of
2: that, I'd be pretty happy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wait, sorry, say that again, because that's like Olympic distance swim, right? Yes. 1500. What did she
1: do it in?
0: 1530 like
1: 1536 or something oh. I mean I, I just did it win. in 30 minutes and yeah. I was thrilled <laughs> I jumped out of the water like I broke the world record <laughs> <laughs>
2: Can I say, if you double that time I'd be thrilled too
0: <laughs> so yeah it's intense um I also get really into the soccer Sarah that's like and it's funny because I don't I don't think I don't know I haven't played soccer in like 15 years but I, it's like my big I get very into it too it's been I very exciting. Love
2: that the American women are so much better than the American men. Yes, <laughs> well, and and Ouch. they're getting paid for it finally. Yeah, yeah, finally. Yeah.
3: Oh my! Yeah. God. Have you seen the money breakdown? So even if the women get knocked out pretty early, they're going to get paid more than the women who win because oh. of the yeah oh, the, the, the the U.S. like bonus breakdown versus the FIFA financial
0: breakdown. oh yeah because the u.s the u.s women and the men struck like a bargaining agreement together mm-hmm. where they all split and pool their money um which actually oh, they just wow. them.
3: Yeah. yeah which is why if the women win the men are going to be psyched because <laughs> yeah, they all. They no, honestly <laughs> I, I know think, the- i think the men get like a hundred k bonus yep. if, if the, the women, women win if the women win
4: where yep. does
2: this money come from?
0: It's the it's the, it's the it's the prize money. Well, so FIFA has prize money. Okay. And big and that big deal this year, they're actually gonna pay out to like every team. Every player there is guaranteed thirty thousand dollars. And the other big difference they change they made wow. this year was that they're also giving a certain amount of it to the players directly as opposed to the federations because some of these up and coming uh, federations are little- sketchy. Sketchy. Oh,
1: fuck. So you you see one athlete traveling with an entourage of eight people, and two of them are somebody's brother from who's the president or something. Yeah, it's crazy. So
0: that's like a big change. if FIFA has all that money. And so obviously, US women's like the US women had won a bunch of that before. Okay. It's still, what is it? It's like 100 million this year. It's usually 400 million for the men. So it's still less, but it's still like a lot more than it has been. But then the US also has all this, like, Bonus structure set up for winning, and that's what Sarah's talking about. Is that the U.S. women's bonus structure was significantly less than the U.S. men's until they reached this collective. They like they all teamed up and they finally reached an agreement. And now, wow.
1: now they all isn't win there, together. Isn't there some something similar going on with the women's cycling? Like all of the 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 club members have to be paid a minimum amount. Um,
0: minimum salary. Yeah, I can't million. remember
1: the dollar amount, but I know um, Aisha McGowan was talking about it there's a minimum amount that each if you're on the professional circuit that you have to that each club has to pay each female yeah. athlete at one point some of these women were racing top tier for nothing mm-hmm.
2: not surprising to women cycling but <laughs> so, hopefully things are changing and
0: they are and i do feel like the other thing like to sarah's point like the world cup this year though it is really at a turning point i know like we say that but it is like because all there is actually like big money there this year. There is actually huge amounts of spectators. They've already sold like mm-hmm. 1.5 million tickets. They've already made 500 million on it. Like, and the other thing is like, because the U.S. women struck that collective bargaining agreement, all the other women now have gone to their, like at the big teams, at the good teams, the England mm-hmm. and the Canada, they're all now making their own deals with their. And so it's like, everyone's, everyone's stepping Ooh, up. Ooh, I yeah. like
2: this. They should.
0: Yes. Yeah. They should.
3: I've also noticed that there's a lot more mainstream media coverage mm-hmm. um, this this World Cup cycle, which is obviously I'm a big fan of that. Like it's mm-hmm. it just feels, and I don't have the numbers to back it, but it feels a lot bigger of a presence than it has in the past World Cups. So,
2: oh, yeah.
0: I was at like Woo! a random dive bar in a tiniest spot in Alaska, and they had it on.
2: So
1: nice, yeah. Random dive bars, fake whales. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. That was my last <laughs> trip was random dive bars, guys.
0: <laughs> the other obviously big races we should are also in triathlon coming up, not just in, you know, soccer. Uh there are a bunch of big triathlons coming up. US Open next week, which uh I know Sarah's not gonna be at now, but then and then Asia Open, Paris test event, 70 point three worlds. It's like every single weekend in August is huge Mm -hmm. Huge. so here's my question are you guys like paying attention to any of those do you have any like picks any big ones that you're looking out for that you want to watch obviously we're all rooting for sarah to win the asia open yeah obviously
2: come on you have (laughs) to back me lady sarah's gonna do the crazy rich asians tour through singapore because you're gonna win that's what you're gonna do you're and then gonna you're going to blow your hundred K and you're yeah. going <laughs> to blow your money. So you can like emulate the movie.
3: You know, most of what I took away from that movie is like the, the street food scene. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I am all about like the Singapore street food, but maybe I'll wait until
4: after the race. I would do I that. Yeah.
2: Wait after yeah. the race. Cause I, <laughs> when I was there, so the team I was on was sponsored like by the bike boutique in based in Singapore. And so I had some local friends take me out to like a place just like that street food scene, but it wasn't the weekend of Singapore 70.3. They were like, we're not gonna do this to you before the race,
4: but (laughs) definitely after. That'll be fun though. I was just gonna
3: say, to speak to Kelly's point, I definitely am interested in Paris Test event 100% mm-hmm. because I it's going to be a selection race for a lot of countries. Uh I don't know beyond that like there are only so many sp- sports my little brain can tune into. Know. That's true.
0: Paris Test event is probably my I mean I'm going to Milwaukee because obviously uh you know we all my mom has to come on the podcast of course while yeah. we're in Milwaukee. Um, but Paris test event, I mean, I'm like legitimately very stressed for the American women. I like really hope that it does not come down to a selection committee and that everyone like automatic qualifies because yeah. otherwise, oh God, it's going to be terrible.
2: Right. Because is it top eight at Paris test event? So
0: top, it's like a whole, like Sarah, like we'll know this, but, but it's a whole complicated thing where it's like, if one uh-huh. person's in the top three, then it's the second person in the top eight as well but if there is not one person in the top three then it's the top two in the top eight unless there's only like whatever yeah
1: why don't they it's just do thing. like they do in track and field this all this it's just feels too like yeah you can change stuff in this
0: basically it's top eight yes like we can just say it's top eight what
1: but... if there's three
2: of them in the top eight do all three nope nope okay eight, okay third. so only two does mm-hmm. that happen
0: to V, I want to say where yes. she yeah it's, she was but then somebody was ahead of her so Ooh. okay yeah. that's why it's very stressful very stressful yeah but other than that it's super fun and exciting. what's the whole like the whole thing about the olympics it's like you know heartbreaking and we all watch yeah yeah, yeah. all right we're gonna take a quick break and then after that we have a voicemail from a listener
4: Hello, if we are riding. Ashley here from Toledo, Ohio, fat athlete. Why to you chime in on the recent conversations? Some things I wanted to just add. Fat athletes, just like anyone else, want to go out there and perform our best. And some of the assumptions made is because of our bodies, we're not competitive. We're just out here to finish the race. And that's just not true. Um, for many of us, maybe not everyone, just like all athletes, we all have different goals, but we want to go out there. We're performance focused for many of us. And you know, some of the experience I've had, I've gone on long runs for marathon training and had random people come up to me and cheer me on for my weight loss. Or I was going through a transition at a race and a woman literally running along the side of transition, you're my inspiration. She's like, no, really you are my inspiration. And like code was, how could this fat person be doing this? So again, we're performance focused. We just want to show up and not be bothered for just being fat people and have the resources and gear that we need to do so. Again, thanks for all this recent conversation. Hope it's helpful to hear from a fatty triathlete. I love being fat. I love doing triathlon and I just want to go out there and have a great time. All right. Thank you again.
3: Thank you for the voicemail. Thanks, Ashley. We love you. <laughs> you guys. When she said though that she has people tell her you're an
0: inspiration, but in that voice, it's like you're an inspiration. I was,
5: yeah.
0: Have you had that happen? I've had that. I feel like I feel like we've all. Well, not we've so all. Cringy. No, it's so crazy. So,
3: yeah. I okay. I think it's well intentions, but it's I wish people kind of. I wish people would kind of stop and be like is this person doing it to be inspiring or because they love the sport and they're participating in racing and like it's for personal reasons? Yeah. Not to inspire you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like does anyone do stuff just to be inspiring? Some
0: people do. Like it's their goal. Some people's goal is to like
1: spread awareness of something. You know what I mean? For sure. But. Sure, Sure. My thing is if I do along the way and I can drag some other people along with me, great but I started doing triathlon because I was interested in it. I kept doing it because I really enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. even the first time I tried to to race at the age group world, it was because I saw this lady with her name on her butt and I thought that it would be really cool. True. That is a
2: true story. Yes, the name on the butt <laughs> is super cool.
1: Yeah, so I mean, it's, I mean, if I can inspire people, great, but I, I love to swim, bike and run. Even if I wasn't racing, I'd be at a lake somewhere, I'd be riding my bike somewhere. And even though I say the worst part of the triathlon for me is the run, I, I like to run. I, especially, I love track on. Yeah, it's also like,
0: I feel like, Okay. So I used to, I, my gym is the JCC, the Jewish community center. And so there's like these very old Jewish guys who have a lot of opinions about everything I do. Right. And yeah. so they used to like, I used to do these really hard workouts on the treadmill. And these guys used to come up to me and be like, Oh my God, you are an ins- like, I get, you're an inspiration, like a weird amount of time. Right. And I, and it always in the back of your head, you're like, I there's I'm not like overcoming something like this is just how I look when I run and then you start to question yourself right you start to be like is something it's something wrong
2: do I maybe you look just like another girl who like had fought cancer and like beat cancer and there you are
0: like- no, definitely because I look like a mess when I run and so people are like <laughs> oh something must be wrong with her and I'm like no
2: well speaking of inspiration porn I've heard this a lot in um like the prosthetic population that i work with mm. is that you know they are obviously like in shorts at the grocery store and just random people will go up to them and be like oh my god you're such an inspiration and they're like I'm yeah buying dinner? yeah because like, i'm what? buying groceries right like what so
0: also, inspiration porn on a side point I learned is very much an American term. I said something like trauma porn one time, and Europeans were like that they really don't know what that means. Like it, it or it like sounds weird to them. They're like, What is
2: Like, about? is it actually porn?
0: Right. I was like, oh, trauma <laughs> porn, like law and order SVU is, is trauma
3: porn. <laughs> and now all of our listeners are thinking. Are having mental images they should, so let's move on. Right, right. (laughs) So
0: we also have a little segment talking with the uh, lab, uh, Orca Labs, the researchers and innovators behind how you make wetsuits and what goes into that. All right, so Ander Lopez, the product manager for Orca, head of innovation, gonna talk to us today about wetsuits. And what I wanna know is what goes into building a new wetsuit? Like start to finish, kind of what does that design process look like?
6: Hello, good. OK. Uh, first of all, I would like to introduce you what's OrcaLab. And mm-hmm. afterwards, uh, I will explain very shortly how OrcaLab is applied to the developments. Okay. We call OrcaLab to an endless project, let's say, where we are acquiring many data, many information regarding material properties, mechanical issues, and so on. We are using that information to innovate and finally apply it to to the new developments, okay. So it's, like a,
0: it's like yeah. a it's like a like a science lab where you do testing on materials, aerodynamic, all that stuff.
6: It has mainly like two different chapters. First one is like you said, uh, tests that are performed in the lab. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are more or less uh, in relation to flexibility, elasticity tests, buoyancy tests. Uh, abrasion resistance, durability, um, thermal conduction, these kind of tests that can be applied or can be performed on a lab. So we are able to acquire a lot of information that afterwards can be, let's say, used uh, for making some prototypes, testing, and so on. This is like one side of mm-hmm. the Orca Lab. Okay. And the other side, of course, is the field testers field tests that are firstly done by ourselves, by the Orca product team. And once we have enough confidence on the product, uh, we do also share these prototypes, these samples with the professional athletes or even with uh, standard users mm-hmm. just to get the final approval from their site. So finally, yeah, we are first of all acquiring uh, with the Orca Lab a lot of information that we are using to create new technologies these new technologies are applied on prototypes that are firstly tested by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And finally, these are validated by professional or standard athletes uh, on the final stage.
0: So, how much, if you guys are testing things yourselves, how, how much do you swim then in like a week?
6: On a week, uh, it's not easy, but I try to swim uh, between three, four times per week. Okay. Not okay. easy because uh, I have two kids. And uh, it's not easy to find enough time during the week uh, for, the, for the job, to take care of the family, to train the right. three different sports uh, of the triathlon and so on. So I try to to swim between three and four times per week.
0: Okay. And so when you say like this is the whole, you know, the, the ORCA lab and the process or the, the scientific process, what do you have a new design I mean, does that start by just saying like, hey, we want to try a new rubber? Or like, "What is?" I mean, wetsuits have been around for a long time, right? Like, what does a new design even involve?
6: Let's say that the idea could be created by or could be generated in different stages or different uh, origins. Let's say Mm -hmm. one clear uh, origin could be, let's say that demand that people from the market could uh, send to us or could say, hey, maybe we need this kind of product. So we are, let's say, uh, analyzing the demands of these people, the target and trying to, let's say, create a specification sheet with this information, with the targets and so on, that finally is evolving until we create the final product. Uh, Some other times, for example, yeah, uh, it could be created by ourselves because we like to do different workshops in order to, yeah, to find different crazy ideas okay. that would be working properly afterwards on the market or on the, on the different, uh, competitions. And yeah, it would be do, different kind of things.
0: Are there ideas that don't end up working
6: out? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so <laughs> many, of of them.
0: many of them, one of the big, obviously market demands that I know you guys are working on and that, uh, has been a hot topic it's kind of a wider range of sizes and body types and and different yeah size suits uh why is that not just let's make a bigger suit right like why is it not just okay let's make it longer or wider or what goes into to that
6: well the size topic is a very wide topic (laughs) and it depends for example when we are speaking about triathlon for example size is very important because um size is affecting directly to the hydrodynamics and therefore to the yeah to the fast you are in the in the in the mm-hmm. first uh, segment okay so in that case uh we were let's say studying different body shapes um body shapes that are mainly direct, uh, related to the triathlon mm-hmm. so yeah, after many, many, many months, uh, we were able to to take to the market two different new sizes, the extra small toll and the small tall, uh, that were tested with professional athletes and also with standard athletes. And yeah, uh, little by little, we were let's say squeezing all the different measurements of the of the wetsuit in order to to, arri- to arrive to the to the final product.
0: What is the for- challenge with making? different sizes like where what's the issue or the hardest part
6: the hardest part is to be able to cover that let's say size or that body shape uh, and to be let's say able to cover the maximum amount of people
0: Hmm. oh i see so you're saying like you want to make something that can fit the widest number of people like the the most people
6: yeah that's right You are creating a new size, but you have to take into account that this new size is also in another environment with many other sizes. Hmm. So you have to take care of, okay, maybe I will not give two more centimeters in height because otherwise it's going to fight with this other size, but I have to give uh, three centimeters more on the chest in order to cover more people, but not to be too much. Uh, Yeah, this kind of issues... uh, in when you are squeezing the the size chart are quite hard
0: okay i read once that like men can mostly be done with the three major measurements right like chest height whereas women it actually takes like 14 or something like that to reach the body types because they're so varied. is that true in in wetsuits too like the women's shapes are are trickier
6: yeah yeah Yeah. usually (laughs) yes (laughs)
0: What is the when we talk about building a wetsuit? What is the like hardest part of the wetsuit? I would think it's the shoulders, but I'm curious if that's true.
6: Uh, in relation to I like mean,
0: building a fast, comfortable, performance wetsuit, like where what's the part that takes you guys like a really long time to
6: nail? I would say also that the shoulders are the most critical part of the of the wetsuit because uh, mainly different behaviors could appear on the one side if the wetsuit is too short maybe you have some pressure and the shoulders are pulled downstairs but afterwards also um, the white is affecting to the shoulders and maybe you are not able to swim correctly so i think that one of the trickiest part of a wetsuit is actually the shoulders
0: Hmm. all right then I told you earlier, my biggest question with wetsuits is always, how do I find the fastest one for me? So do you have any tips like for our listeners? How do they figure out? Because it's not always the most expensive one, right? So how do they figure out what's the fastest wetsuit for them?
6: First of all, I would say that the most important thing uh, is to find the appropriate size. <laughs> we have done several tests uh, using different models. Uh, let's say, yeah high-end models versus lower-end models, um, combining different sizes. And we have seen that uh, it's even most important than the high-end or whatever to find the correct size. Because otherwise, uh, if it is, for example, too compressive, uh, you will need higher heart rate in order to swim to the same pace, for example. Mm-hmm. It's one of the tests that we have performed inside the Orca Lab. So I would say, firstly, Choose the one that fits properly to your body. Afterwards, it depends. depends on the race distance. If it is longer, maybe you would like to save some energy on the legs. Mm. So maybe you need some more buoyancy on the lower side of the body. If it is too short, maybe you prefer something very thin, very elastic, very comfortable. And also depends, of course, on your swimming technique. Mm. Many people swims very well, and they don't want to f- use any wetsuit that is, let's say, modifying uh, their technique. Mm-hmm. So for these people, maybe we can uh, suggest a certain model of, of wetsuit. And so, some others, for example, uh, have the legs in this position, like sink. Trailing, position. yeah, sinking, yeah. yeah. So they need, for example, some buoyancy or extra buoyancy or whatever. So I would say, first of all, most important thing is to find the correct size. And afterwards, yeah, to know which is your swimming technique to find um, the best model in terms of um, materials and technologies. And finally, also to take into account the distance of the races that you are going to to race, Mm -hmm. because it's also quite important.
0: What is a good fit? Do you have any last tips for how to find like, is it how loose should it be? How tight should it be? How do you know if it is good?
6: For example, uh, to have a good fitting is that on the arms, the sleeve should end maximum at this position uh, where it is this bone. bone? Yeah, Yeah, that's right. This allows you to put, let's say, the neck on its position and you have to close very well this area. Also, it's important not to have any kind of mm, material loose on the chest. Okay. Yeah. And also, yeah, to find comfortable on the legs, not too compressive or not too loose.
0: It's always tricky with wetsuits, right? Because you have to, like, wriggle them on, and they're always tight, but then you don't want them to be too tight. So it's like...
6: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because you have to be able to swim uh, in a comfortable way. So if it is too compressive maybe you are not swimming with your optimum technique and it's uh, affecting to your to your swim.
0: Right. But I can never bend over them on dry land. I can't like it'll just rip. So.
6: <laughs>
0: well, thank you so much for chatting with us about the whole process and uh and good luck with, you know, making more more wetsuits, more sizes, more types.
6: Thank you. Yeah. For example, recently, we have launched also some new sizes for an open water wetsuit model. Okay. Yeah, It was interesting because uh, we find uh, this demand from different, let's say, points. And uh, very close to our headquarters, there is a group of uh, women that is swimming in the open sea. Mm-hmm. But they were not finding appropriate, let's say, wetsuits for her. Many of them were using men sizes or men sizes. Yeah. So we were with her. We were studying which were the needs. And finally, we were able to develop some new special sizes. Uh, Let's say from the first prototype to the the last sample. And they were quite satisfied. And we have just introduced these new sizes into the market and we will see if it is working or not. But it was also a quite nice project. Totally different to the standard developments. But it was also nice to to develop some product, not only with professional athletes, also with standard athletes or standard people that only wants to 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 to, to enjoy uh, swimming right. on there. Mm-hmm. Huh.
0: That's cool. Well, thank you so much for for chatting with us, and and yeah, good luck with everything.
6: Thank you very much, and thank you.
0: All right, so here's my question for you guys: If you were going to like run a lap for gear. How, what do you want? Like, what's your dream big? What kind of gear would you want to see?
2: So, I have recently gone down the rabbit hole of looking into arrow helmets because I've now become one of those typical age groupers that instead of just training more, like throw money at the problem, you know, save some watts. Um, didn't go so well. Uh, I mean, I got the black, the Giro, is it the arrowhead?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that one. And about. it looked yeah.
2: super cool. But then I got paranoid that the black was like too hot because I did a sprint triathlon during our break and like totally died on the run because it was so hot. And then in my head, I was like, because this it
0: was the it was, it the, was helmet, the helmet.
2: Yeah. It was black. My Definitely. old coach Brett always <laughs> said, like, don't be stupid. He wouldn't let us wear arrow helmets because you like cook yourself on the bike. So then I uh I got it on Amazon because my local bike shops don't carry aero helmets, but so I returned it. Don't tell anyone. And I got a white one instead. And then I took it on a training ride and it's just like, actually got a feel for it. It's so big and bulky and like the visor sits like two thirds of the way down my face. And I feel like part of the problem is like Asians have flat noses. So I have this issue with sunglasses too but like the visor just sat on my cheeks and the whole thing felt heavy and my neck got sore. And so that one got returned too. And then I had also learned in my research on helmets that there's uh, Asians also have more spherical heads. <laughs> Which I yeah, I didn't know so. this. When you were talking about <laughs> this,
0: I was like, I did not know this. So
2: I also, I actually learned this in graduate school because as a prosthetist orthotist, you are certified to make the cranial remolding helmets you see on babies. Like we all have a okay. friend that has like a baby with like a slightly not perfectly symmetrical head that you've seen pictures of them in this like funny little helmet, right? With like a cutout here or there. So I can actually do those. If you want. Okay, yeah,
0: definitely. I'll, I'll tap you. <laughs> but one of
2: the things we did in that class, we like would measure the ratio of like the x-axis to the y-axis of your head. And it's supposed to be like a 90, like a 1 to 0. 0.9 ratio, but mine was more like 1 to 1. And then the instructor was like, that's because Asians' heads are more spherical. So in these helmet sizing charts, I found there was like one company where they actually had what they called an Asian fit helmet. And it was more spherical. But in other countries, they just called it like either the rounder one or the more spherical one. So that's actually a thing. Yeah. Who you
1: should you you feel- call it a demographic brand and- I'll make the helmets for women with braids and locks, and right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll set the whole industry on fire. There you
2: go. Yes, because I want <laughs> I wear a, like a higher ponytail, and I do want yeah. my ponytail to fit into my helmet. Better, so I don't.
1: Yeah, I change my Yeah, so you don't races. have to have a different we wear, style. We wear what's called the "set it off" braid. So we, when it's race time, if you go to the Black Triathletes Association and somebody puts up a picture of Queen Latifah from the movie "Set It Off," you know they have a race because mm. they are putting in their "set it off" the braids.
3: Set
1: it off <laughs> braids. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> so now, so that's what you want. You want somebody to make Asian fit helmets and glasses yeah, yeah. well oakley and, oakley and fit. Asian Incom- fit sunglasses
2: Incom- which is what i love like i discovered them a few years back but i'm annoyed that they changed the uh phrase asian fit to low bridge fit for the low, well, low yeah bridge, i mean yeah yeah it just doesn't have yeah. the same ring to it and like it doesn't have the same ring to it it's like you know it doesn't roll off your tongue as well
0: yeah, but here's the thing. So you were like, I guess, so you were saying like basically Asian's not a bad. So word, it's
2: not right? offensive to say Asian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you can see how you go down a hole pretty quickly with companies being like, oh, well, this race always looks like this and this race, and like that has a bad history
5: <sighs>
2: of like measure. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I guess and then you could go mm-hmm. like you need like a Jewish fit. Yeah, see, that's not great. Like, it doesn't go
0: over. Like, that's not good. Like, there's like a really bad history of like measuring people's noses and stuff. And and I'm not I don't think we. Yeah, I was like, I don't think that. I think that's why. I think that's why they want to like air away from calling it that, and instead just make a range of shapes for people with different.
2: They should just types say, "Well, they could call it faces. like the flat nose fit. Because low bridge that makes me think of like oh you don't like
0: low bridge and okay. like
2: low clearance bridges where like box trucks always get stuck <laughs> under because they don't know how tall their truck is well, okay
3: let's let's just make it like the super awesome nose but i guess there you go you
2: know, no <laughs> then people that don't have a nose like well, true, jealous that their that's, nose that's is not is super it. awesome
4: <laughs> well we'll
3: come up with a uh, something that feels better to you than low bridge,
2: low right. bridge. Yeah.
3: Low bridge. <laughs> now it sounds kind of cool.
4: <laughs> no, it doesn't sound cool. It sounds stupid.
0: <laughs> all right. So I know you've been thinking for two whole weeks. You spent two weeks thinking of your question to end this episode.
3: Okay. So I know we all have opinions when it comes to the great Barbie Heimer debate.
0: Oh, interesting. But I want to
3: know if you had to choose between one movie then the oppenheimer movie or the barbie movie what would you which one would you watch
1: barbie i'm going to oppenheimer i don't even know what the oppenheimer movie is i would watch anything but barbie um. you guys
0: are judging it weird it actually is like actually, i haven't seen either of them but
2: i just saw joyride which is amazing. Oh, I want to see that. It yeah. was actually no, amazing. No, no. There is a line in that movie where, where the white coworkers go, are we allowed to say Asian? And the other guy goes, you're not allowed to say anything anymore. Jocelyn,
3: that is not my question. No.
2: <laughs> Barbie. I would see Barbie. Yeah.
3: I'm, I'm a fan of Greta Gerwig. Um, yes. but I don't know. Just watching the preview, it didn't really grab me. It didn't really mm-hmm. grab you.
0: Apparently, the whole movie is actually about how, like, you know how we all played with Barbies and like made them be all sorts of different things and like pretend your Barbie's this, pretend your Barbie's that, right? So it's actually about how like the Barbies live in this world where all the women are all the things, and then they eventually realize like like she gets she like comes in, like into our world and she's like, well, I hear I'm it's very
2: anti patriarchy, which is, yeah, right, that's kind of my
0: point. Yeah. They like live they live in a Barbie world where Barbie can be anything she wants to be. And then
3: has Barbie yeah. made a trap on Barbie?
0: Oh, that'd be cool.
3: Okay. We need to investigate this. So <laughs> if any of our listeners know if there is a trap on Barbie, or they have a direct contact at Mattel to make this happen. Let they us actually
2: know. have prosthetic leg Barbies, which is pretty amazing.
3: They yeah, have just- they have done a really good job of trying to make Barbie more than just like stick thin white woman
2: um they've
3: tried
1: and there's usually a yeah. Lunar
2: New Year Barbie like during Lunar New Year which is pretty cool too yeah
1: I know they have Islamic Barbies and I know um when I was in West Africa they had Barbies with the the head wraps and um jalabiyas and stuff so all right so yeah good job Mattel with with because it's you know I think we
3: all have an image of what Barbie is and it's probably good yeah. to challenge that She's, and they she's like everybody's
1: money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do remember
2: ah, capitalism. <laughs> but I do remember having Skipper before she got boobs, and that was my favorite Skipper because it was like flat-chested Skipper. Okay. This, this whole
0: this whole episode okay. has gone weird. <laughs> <I feel
3: like. laughs> Kelly's not into the Barbie talk. All right. Um. so if you are in milwaukee check out the live feisty podcast otherwise we will be back with you in two weeks um and people can listen to you know kelly talk with a whole bunch of awesome people next week my time, my
1: time. none of you people can tell me to stop my town my crown we know what it takes to be reaching the top we're reaching the top we're reaching the top we know what it takes to be reaching the top
0: All right, Alyssa, I'm like starting to swim more again. And I feel like you were swimming a lot last year with with one water. And how did you keep your hair from getting so destroyed?
5: I was swimming so much last year and I used TryHard, Kelly, and I still swear by it. They have extensively researched this problem and created a superior vegan, dermatologically tested proprietary blend. TryHard has shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and more stuff, everything you're gonna need for your pre and post swim necessities. I've also seen that top pros like Chelsea Sodaro and Lucy Charles Barkley also praise the effectiveness of try hard. I think it's like it's definitely changed how good I feel just coming out of chlorine.
0: And we have a code right now, too, for anyone who wants to try, you know, <laughs> try try hard and stop suffering from dry, itchy skin, having their hair get all, you know, green, which happens to me because mine's like super blonde. and Get all beat up. You can try any of the try hard products with the code 20 feisty that's 20 feisty for 20% off store wide at tryhard.co. So that's 20 feisty for 20% off at tryhard.co. I'm personally very excited to have Precision Fuel and Hydration signing on as a feisty tri sponsor, mostly because of their commitment to education and making sure all the women lining up for triathlons this year have all the information you need to fuel your races. Like women uh, often under fuel and they more typically complain about gel consistency. I know I do, uh, which is why I personally really love the light and easy to get down precision gels, which still have 30 grams of carbohydrates. Precision Fuel & Hydration has also recently signed on as the official hydration partner for Ironman races in Europe, which means that the PF1000 electrolyte mix will be on course at all European races this summer for the bike and run. The 1000 mix delivers 1,000 milligrams of sodium per liter or about 500 milligrams per 16-ounce water bottle, which is about the average sodium sweat concentration across thousands of sweat tests they've done on triathletes. And because it's a low-calorie drink, it also lets you decouple your fueling and your hydration that can be helpful, you know, when there are so many different factors to keep track of in Ironman races. But the most important thing is testing it all for yourself, which is why you can use precision's sweat testing spreadsheet to do your own testing and calculate your own sweat loss. And I know that can sound intimidating. I, I felt like that too. But it's really super manageable when you enter your numbers into their formula. And then you can book your own totally free consultation with their sports scientists, like no sales necessary. Um, you can find a wealth of information, all of this, in their precision knowledge hub, and you can test out their gels, drink mixes, electrolyte pills, and the specially formulated flow gel, which is made exactly for how people fuel in long-course triathlon. It's like really handy. Get 15% off your first order with the code FTP15. That's FTP like feisty try podcast and the number one five or you know like functional threshold power FTP15 at pfnh.com.